0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Cornerstone Church podcast. Our prayer is that through this message, you will find the Father, a family, and a fulfilling future. Be sure to connect with us online at Cornerstone Church Social to keep up with all things Cornerstone. Thanks for tuning in. Well, good morning, Cornerstone. Can we lift it up? Man, isn't it good just to be worshiping together? I know I know, we're still not together, but we're together. And it's awesome just to be here worshiping regardless of what's been going on in our life, regardless of what's been going on in the world, to just worship God together. Man, worship this morning was great. Can we give it up for our worship team for leading us so well today? Uh, they're really Man, there's just so much to be thankful for. There's just so much to be thankful for. Even though 2020 has been throwing some haymakers at us. There's still so much to be thankful for in the world, uh, thankful to, be, uh, to God for. Um, and today we are gonna start looking at that, at what gratitude looks like, at what thankfulness looks like as we start this brand new series, Thank It to the Bank. Just a, a short, quick, two-week series looking at thankfulness and gratitude. Uh, I want us to start off uh, just, I just wanna read Psalm 100 to you guys. I just want to read this. I don't, we don't have it up on the screen or anything like that. I just, just, decided, just decided I wanted to read this for us. So if you would, wherever you're at, why don't we go ahead, let's just bow our heads right now as I read this and let's pray real quick. David writes, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. So enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give him thanks and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Father, God, thank you for that. Thank you for the truth of your word, that you are a faithful God, that you are a good God, a merciful God, a loving God, a God who is not just great, but a God who is good, a God who is good. We love you so much, Father. We are thankful for who you are and what that means for us and what that means for our lives. Father, help us today as we start learning about gratitude for us to truly get a grasp of what biblical gratitude, biblical thankfulness looks like, so that we can model it in our lives, not just for ourselves, but for those around us who are watching us. And we'll be sure to give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, today, if you are taking notes, if you're taking notes, the sermon title for today is Quid Pro Quo. Quid pro quo. Kind of weird, right? You're like, what are, we, what are we talking about here? Now, you've probably heard this phrase before. Quid pro quo. It's a Latin phrase. It means something for something. Something for something. This for that. Um, so, like, for example, you might have some quid pro quo coming up. You might have a, a quid pro quo in like, okay, look, I will do the dishes after Thanksgiving if I can then watch Thanksgiving football without interruption. Like that's a little something for something, right? (laughs) Or maybe you're having like a little quid pro quo of like, okay, look, I will let you decorate the house for Christmas now in exchange for no Christmas music until December 1st. (laughs) Like this for that, right? Like a little bit of an exchange. This for that, (laughs) right? This for that. Quid pro quo. Now, Again, you might be thinking, well, what in the world does something for something, what does this exchange, what does that have to do with gratitude? What does that have to do with thankfulness? So if that's where you're tracking and you're like, what does this have to do with gratitude? Just hold on to that for a moment, okay? Hold on to quid pro quo because we're going to be getting back to this in just a moment. It might not be what you think, okay? So hold on to that phrase, quid pro quo. That being said, the first thing I want us to jump into today is this thought that I had as I was preparing this sermon on gratitude, uh, it feels to me like there is a gaping hole in the world and it is evident both in the culture and the church and that hole is gratitude, gratitude. It's this huge gaping hole in the world that we just don't see a lot. We just don't see a lot of gratitude. We just don't see a lot of thankfulness. It's just not very evident. Where is the gratitude. I, I saw someone tweet this out, and I was like, "Man, that's it's funny and it's kind of true." Um, everything is amazing, and no one is happy. <laughs> everything is amazing, and no one is happy. This is what this is what they were getting at, and this is the point. I'm going to throw some numbers at you, and I really want you to listen to these. Okay? It can be so easy to hear statistics and to miss the bigger point. Don't miss this. Listen to these. These are shocking numbers that you wouldn't think, because again. It's a very pessimistic world. We're very pessimistic. We're very down on things. Listen to these numbers poverty, worldwide poverty, people living in extreme, extreme poverty. In the year 1990, 1.9 billion, almost 2 billion with a B, people in the world lived in extreme poverty. Almost 2 billion in 1990. By 2015, that number had fallen to 0.73 billion people by 2015. Let me put that in context. That means every single year from 1990 to 2015, 47 million people went from living in extreme poverty to not. 47 million a year. <laughs> that's crazy. Every single year 47 more million more people went from being in extreme poverty to not, getting out of that situation. That's incredible. That's incredible. That's good news. That's amazing. Listen to this. Literacy In the year 1950, worldwide literacy, being able to read worldwide literacy, 36%. 36% in 1950. Just 50 short years later, in the year 2000, worldwide literacy, 82%. 82%. Shocking numbers. These are like... Wait, what? Because we're just so conditioned that, well, everything's bad. Man, the world, oh, the world, everything's awful. Everything's bad. That's incredible. Worldwide hunger, worldwide hunger. Between the years 2002 and 2015, 400 million people were delivered out of being in extreme hunger, out of having uh, no real food resources to having them. 400 million people in 13 years. Shocking shocking those numbers are mind blowing to me and then whenever you just get away from numbers just anecdotal just the stuff you experience every day technology Think about what you're doing right now. (laughs) You're you're worshiping with us. Some people in the Philippines worship with us. Some people in Hong Kong have worshiped with us. People have worshipped with us all over the world. You're doing this through a Wi-Fi connection, through through the internet. Like, look at look at what is happening. I'm I'm delivering a message with notes that are on this tiny tablet. Like, this is crazy, and yet everything is awesome. And no one is happy. <laughs> everything is awesome. But no one's happy. Uh, whenever it was Halloween, uh, we had our, uh, everything set up outside. We, uh, we have an old projector at our house, and I took it out put it up so it was like plastered onto our garage door <laughs> and I had like a monster house. It's like a kid's Halloween movie playing. Uh, then I had the Buckeyes Penn State game off on after that and everything. Um, but whenever I was getting it set up, I had my Roku stick plugged into it and I'm out there putting it on and it was taking a little bit, like it was buffering, like it, it was buffering. That's because the wifi router in the house, it was just far enough away that it wasn't like a solid connection. So I had to get our wifi extender to be able to like, get the connection working good. But before that, whenever it was buffering, I'm outside like, it's a piece of junk, man. Like, what is going on? Like, can it work? Let's go, (laughs) right? And I had to catch myself and think, wait a second. I'm out here, like, there's no no wires. Like, this is just catching a signal from inside my house, and it's delivering crystal clear HD football that I'm projecting onto a screen, and I'm over here like, well, this is ridiculous like what, what is going on and i'm like man if that doesn't just encapsulate where we're at so many of us where everything is awesome and no one is happy where in the world is the gratitude where in the world is the thankfulness for what we get to experience now please hear what i am saying am i saying that means well there's no injustice anywhere in the world no no That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm not even saying that you're living a perfect experience. I know everyone has individual struggles. I know there is wrong in the world. I know there is injustice in the world. But I also know this. If you would ask just about any historian, any historian who knows what they're talking about, if you you could be alive any time in human history, you would be a fool to not want to be alive today in 2020. There's no time that prosperity has been what it's been. There's no time when, when people have been as open-minded as they've been. This, this kind of thing, it just it, it hasn't existed before. And historians would validate that and go, yeah, I mean, for all of our warts, for all of our imperfections, like th- this, this would be the best time with modern medicine and modern technology. This, this definitely would be the best time. Yet everything is awesome and no one is happy. No one is happy. And this is another thing I'm not saying. This is not like a, a message or a sermon against millennials and against all the younger generation. Yeah, they're they're the one who wears the gratitude from them. That, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, okay, boomer. Like <laughs> I, that's not what I'm saying either, because this gratitude thing. You're absolutely right. Millennials, Gen Z, they have a gratitude, pro- uh, gra- yeah, gratitude problem. And you know who else does? All of us. So do baby boomers. Everybody does. You want to know how I know that? Because. Not having gratitude, not having thankfulness is a sin. And guess what? Sin is (laughs) multi-generational. It's not limited. There's no one age group that has the corner on sin. So in the words of the beloved High School Musical, we are all in this together. Like, we're all in this together. Why don't you put that in the chat? Say, we're all in this together, man. Like, we are in this together. Whatever it comes to the sin of a lack of gratitude, people at age 5 and people at age 95 can struggle with it. We all can fall into this trap where we feel like woe is us, woe is me, woe is my situation. We've got to get this fixed because gratitude, it's one of the most often commanded commands in Scripture, Time and time again, we're told, be thankful. Approach the Lord with thankfulness. Have gratitude in your life. Be thankful for for what you have. And so if we're commanded this all the time, yet we see a lack of gratitude all over the place, especially in our own lives and our own hearts, how do we fix this? How do we fix this? How do we get gratitude? Well, I think sometimes one of the most helpful things we can do if we want to fix a situation is reverse engineer it. Like, start with what it's not, right? Rather than just jumping into it, let's start with what it's not. So whenever I think about gratitude, I'm like, well, you know what? Gratitude, gratitude is more than just thank you notes and fruit baskets. (laughs) Like, don't get me wrong, both those are great. Both those are awesome. They're good things to do. But that is not the core of gratitude. That's not what gratitude really is, is thank you notes and fruit baskets. Those don't equal gratitude, and this is how I know that. I've been married. I've had a wedding where we had a lot of people come. And I've written thank you notes to everyone who wrote a card or gave a gift. And let me tell you, it was hard to write with gratitude at about like letter 100, right? You're like, how many, how many more do we have? How many? Oh, my goodness. That's the pile. Okay here we go, all right, let me let me rub the callus off of my finger and get my carpal tunnel fixed, right? It just feels like, huh, and you know it because you've been there. If you've graduated and you wrote thank you notes for your graduation or anything like that, if you've ever had a housewarming party and you write housewarming thank yous for it, At the beginning, you can start with, man, this was was a great time. And by the middle of it, you're like, oh, can I just send an email? Can I send one email to everyone? To whom it may concern, thank you. (laughs) Send. Because it just starts to get old. And so as you're in it, gratitude really isn't at the forefront of your mind anymore. You're like, let's just power through this. Let's just get these thank you notes out. In fact, maybe some of you, you got married 10 years ago, and you still haven't written them because you're like, I just... I don't want to start. <laughs> I just don't want because it's it's hard. It's hard. The the thank you uh, thank you notes, the the fruit baskets. You're like, oh yeah, we're, we're going to a housewarming party. Let's bring a a, a a fruit basket or someone did something nice for me. I'll send this to them. And you're like, yeah, we'll we'll do this one with the chocolate strawberries, and everything like that. And then you you see how much it costs, and you're like, is. Is that in dollars or is that yen? <laughs> like, what? that's how much it, okay, edible arrangements. I want to buy some stock in you because these are outrageous. Like, they're so expensive. And suddenly the gratitude is slipping away because you're like, well, what bill am I not going to pay this month? <laughs> like, this thing is ridiculous. They're so expensive. And so, yeah, while these are great, like, like thank you notes, they're, they're great. Fruit baskets, yeah, they're great. But they're not the core of gratitude. They're not the core of what it truly means to be grateful and to be thankful. Because uh, can, we, can we be real for a second? Can we just be real? I, I write thank you notes, and I like them. I've sent free baskets. They're great. But how often do we do these because we're just so overflowing with gratitude? Or do we do them because we're like, well, my reputation. People will think something of me. They'll think I'm ungrateful if I don't send a thank you note, so I'll get them out. Oh, no, it's customary that you send a fruit basket, so I guess I'll do it. And the core reason you're doing it isn't even really gratitude to begin with. It's, well, it's a custom. I don't want people to think anything of me. Oh, uh, yeah, I got to get this out, I guess. Right? Where is the gratitude? These things are great, but they're momentary, right? They're momentary. This is not the solution to gratitude. Is like, well, let me just send out more thank you notes then, I guess. That's great. Send them out. But it won't fix the core issue of gratitude in Our lives. True gratitude, true gratitude is different. And that's because true gratitude isn't something on a to do list. It's not a thank you note. It's not a fruit basket. True gratitude is a posture, it's a posture. It's a way that we approach our day to day life. Gratitude is a posture. I have been trying to work on my posture. I've been trying to work on my posture. I work at a a desk, um, you know, writing sermons, sending out emails, contacting people. I sit at a desk, and so I constantly have like that, right? Like you're just typing, and so I'll be, you know, walking through the house and catch myself in the mirror, and I'm like, my word, like, there we go. Like, let's, let's straighten this thing out a little bit. Like I'm constantly trying to work on my posture, so much so, in fact, I got one of these bad boys, one of these things. This is a posture corrector. This is a posture corrector. This thing, um, it it works way better than just occasionally seeing myself in the mirror and going, oh, okay, let me fix it. Because then within like two minutes, guess what happens again? Yeah, exactly, just eh, slouch back forward. I'm back to this again. Not so with this. With this, which is funny that it has instructions, I think. It's pretty self-explanatory. You just put it on, right? But the instructions on this, so you put it on, and then you're supposed to leave it on for 15 minutes a day for two weeks. And remarkably, it really does help. It starts to train your muscles to, like, pull your shoulders back and to stand, to sit, to just be better postured, right? It's pretty cool. It actually has worked good for me. Let me put this bad boy on real quick. Let me see. I'll look like an idiot for you guys. It's all right. Here we go. About to see what perfect posture it looks like. There we go. Looks like it just got back from the gym, right? Like one of those. You guys know where the weight rooms at? <laughs> just pulls those shoulders right back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it just it does does something for you. It does something for you. The posture is amazing. And here's the cool thing, though. This this helps make your posture more permanent. Like this actually really does help. I've had times where I've now caught myself in the mirror walking by, and even though it's still not perfect, I look and I'm like, oh, wow, well, I'm at, bravo. Like even without this thing, and it's because this is not a temporary solution. This is like a, a permanent one. You just keep using this throughout life. They say, hey, if you ever notice your posture is starting to slip again, just start wearing it again for a couple of days and it'll, it'll pull, pull your shoulders right back. You'll start having good posture again. And I've noticed it in my own life. I've noticed how it actually works. Let me go ahead and uh, stop looking like an idiot for you guys real quick. Take this bad boy off. But you see, having like a permanent posture corrector, that's what we need when it comes to gratitude. Because gratitude is a posture. It's not something, it's not walking by the mirror once and going, oh, better send out a thank you note. Oh, better, you know, better send that text to say thank you. Better. No, no, no. This is what true gratitude is. It's saying, like, no, I need to live a daily life of gratitude. <laughs> I need to constantly be thankful. I need to constantly be thankful. in where we get that. Where we get this, this posture corrector, this true posture corrector is from one place and one place only. If you truly want to live a life that is marked by gratitude, if you want to live a life that is marked by thankfulness, true gratitude is going to find its source in recognizing Jesus' faithfulness, not our feelings. That's where we find true gratitude. We find true gratitude... In Jesus' faithfulness, not our moment-by-moment feelings. Our moment-by-moment feelings are, oh, that was nice, let me send a thank you card. Our moment-by-moment things are, oh, that was great, let me send a basket. Our moment-by-moment, oh, there's me in the mirror, let me, there we go, all right. That's the moment-by-moment. That's not true, that's not long-lasting. Long-lasting gratitude, true gratitude is going to find its source in recognizing Jesus' faithfulness. His faithfulness, his goodness, not our feelings in a moment-by-moment situation. That is the spring of true gratitude. Realizing that if it wasn't for Jesus, like we just sang, my heart was shaken, my, my world was crumbling, my heart was broken, but look how he lifted me. That's true gratitude is realizing, man, look at where I would be if not for God. Look at where I would be in my life if it wasn't for Jesus and how good he has been. Man, why don't you praise him in the chat right now? If you are someone who you can say, look at how he's lifted me, put up the praise hands. Put up the uh, thumbs up emoji. If you are someone who can say, man, I know he's been faithful. I know he's been faithful. I know that he's been good to me even when I haven't deserved it. All my life he's been faithful, so how could I be anything but grateful? If he has been faithful to you, how in the world could we be people who are not marked by gratefulness every moment of every day? That needs to be our calling card. That needs to be how people recognize us, how people know us because they see the gratefulness that we just exude, that we live life with. That we are just grateful and thankful to our God who has lifted us up and who has saved us. This is Gratitude. (laughs) It is our posture corrector. It's that thing that we just, okay, that's why, man, that's why every day, I don't know what your daily routine is, but you need to start your day off with Thanksgiving. Every single day. Just a short prayer. It doesn't have to be anything huge. Just enter his pray, enter his courts with with praise and thanksgiving. Enter your day with praise. Just start off your day and just, God, I'm just so thankful for who you are. (laughs) I've woken up another day and you are faithful today just like you were yesterday. Just start your day off that way and you're you're taking away the slouch. You start your day off that way and you're going, okay, God, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for who you are. I'm grateful for what you've done. I'm grateful for the way that you love me. I'm grateful for the way that you have lifted me up. I'm grateful for your goodness. Have gratitude be the first thing off of your lips every single day and you will see a change in your posture because gratitude is a posture. Gratitude is a posture. So this is how it works, right? Jesus is faithful, so I am grateful. Jesus is faithful, so I am grateful. And if I follow God's commands, if I follow God's commands, you are inevitable. Now, what does that mean? <laughs> where, where, where am I going with this? If, if Jesus is faithful, I am grateful, and you are inevitable, what's, what's that mean? Well, let's, let's jump back to the beginning, okay? Okay. Quid pro quo, something for something. I wanna let everyone know, God has a business offer for you. (laughs) God has a proposition for you that he wants you to know about. He has a quid pro quo he wants you to know about. If you're a person who you're like, man, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start recognizing the goodness that God has has shown in my life, the faithfulness that he's given me. And, man, I'm just so grateful, and I just want to pay him back. I just want to pay God back. I just want to uh, show him how much I love him and worship him. If you're one of those people, God has a business proposition for you. He has a quid pro quo for you. This is it. We can pay God back by paying love forward. We can pay God back by paying love forward. If we wanna pay God back for the, for the good things he has done in our life, for the goodness he has showed us, for the faithfulness he has showed us, we can pay him back by paying love forward. God says, okay, you want something for something? Here's my goodness, here's my love, here's my faithfulness. Now you go love other people. Now you go pay that forward. Now you pay love forward. I want you to show other people exactly what I have shown you. The mercy you've received, show it to your mom. The love that you've received, show it to your coworkers. I want you to share that. Don't don't feel like you need to shower it back on me. Pay love forward. You want to know how I know that this is true and how I know that this is what God wants us to do? Uh, not only from Scripture, but just from what I experience in my own life. I, I'm, I'm trying to be as good of a dad as I can be. I try to be a good dad. And I know, uh, not just from me, but I know from amazing fathers that I know and amazing mothers that I know, that if you really want to bless me, bless my kids. If you really want to bless me, if you really want to do something for me, if you want to show me how much you love me, how much you care for me. If I've done something for you and you're like, man, how can I pay you back? Love my kids. Love my kids. Be nice to my kids. Go over and above for my kids. And that right there, that's worth a million times anything you could ever do for me. Love on my kids. The gratitude that we have for Jesus is best expressed through loving the people around us. By paying that love forward, quid pro quo, something For something, God wants us to love his people. He wants us to love his kids. So if Jesus is faithful and I'm grateful, that means you are inevitable. I'm going to love you. You naturally come next because Jesus has been so faithful and I am so grateful, then I'm coming for you. (laughs) I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna care about you. I'm gonna fight for you. I'm gonna sacrifice for you. I'm going to sacrifice my, my privileges and my preferences for you because he is so faithful and I am so grateful that you are inevitable. I've gotta do things for you. I've gotta love you. It's what Jesus calls me to do. He wants me to bless others. God wants me to love his kids. We pay God back by paying love forward. This is what it says in John fifteen twelve. I love how the amplified version says it. This is so good. This is my commandment, Jesus says, that you love and unselfishly unselfishly seek the best for one another, just as I have loved you. This is my commandment, that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another, just as I have loved you. Normally, whenever we, we talk about the, the greatest commandment, we say, love others as you would want to be loved, or you know, treat others as you would want to be treated. I love how Jesus ups the ante. He's like, no, 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 that's, that's actually not good enough. Love others just as I have loved you. If you want to know what love is, don't, you don't have to ask yourself about, well, what, what would I want to experience? No. Jesus' self-sacrificing love, his self-sacrificing love that went to the cross for us, that is the example we have. That's the something for something. That's the quid pro quo. Because of the love I have shown you, go show that same love to other people. Quid pro quo. Thank God by loving his kids. Thank God by loving his kids just as I have loved you. So what that means is that gratitude to God for how good he's been isn't church attendance. It's, I love that you're here. I love that you're watching. I love that you've been here and you, you share the stuff. And that, that's phenomenal. That's awesome. I'm so glad. But you don't need to do that because, oh, God, I'm grateful, so let me do this. Like, that's great. Keep doing it. But it doesn't need to be the main reason because that's not what gratitude is, right? Get giving. I love that you give. I love that you give. It is something God commands to do. He wants wants a cheerful giver. That's awesome that you do it. But your gratitude doesn't have to be okay. Well, I'm grateful to God, so here, let me just pay $20, and there we go. Thank you, God. That's my thank you note. There's my fruit basket (laughs) because I'm thankful, because I'm thankful for what you've done. Gratefulness isn't even singing worship songs, which that's great too. All these things are good things. Being at church, attending church, sharing the stuff, giving, uh, singing. Those are all fantastic, amazing things, but they're not the core of gratitude and it's not what God desires most above all. What he wants is this. This is my commandment, that you love and unselfishly look for the best in each other, just as I have loved you. Quid pro quo, something for something. And when we do this, when we do this, we change our world. <laughs> when we do this, we change our world. Whenever we do this, we, we truly are living a life that is marked by the posture of gratitude. We truly are, we're, we're different people then. We're people who other people look at and take notice of and go, wow, something is different there. Can't quite put my finger on it, but there is something different about them, about the way they live their life, about the way they value people. Love others as Jesus has loved us. So what that means for us on a very practical level is that we need to all start shifting our focus from, from, from horizontal to vertical, right? Or, or from, yeah, uh, from, <laughs> right? Uh, rewind that real quick. <laughs> we need to start shifting our, our focus from vertical to horizontal, right? Rather than just constantly, which is great, God wants us to, to worship him. He wants us to bless his name. He wants that. But he wants us to love those around us. And some of us, it can be so easy. I'm Man, I'm guilty of this too. It can be so easy for us to be like, no, no, I, I want to stay here. I just want to stay here because this isn't messy. This is a lot easier. This I can do on my own time because God's omnipresent. He's wherever I am. Like, this is a lot easier. I don't have to, you know, do anything crazy to, to keep the love and the gratitude here. But this... Ooh, <laughs> this, this is hard. Yep. This gets messy. This can be difficult. This can be frustrating. But this is what he wants. That's how we bless him. We bless him. We show our gratitude by loving his kids. Jessica, uh, she, she'll volunteer at our kids' school, she'll, she'll be at uh, Eden School at Coventry Elementary, and she's volunteered at uh, Evelyn, uh, her school, Riverside Preschool, and she'll do things here and there. And whenever she does, you know, the teachers, are, oh, thank you. Thank you for doing this. That was a huge help. Thanks for bringing the snack in and stuff. And, you know, it means, means a lot to Jessica. She's like, oh, well, thank you. Yeah, no, no worries. No worries. Glad to be able to do it. But recently, it was so funny, recently uh, a music teacher at Coventry uh Jessica wasn't even sure who she I don't think they'd ever actually like met in person. But um, if you're a parent, you might have Class Dojo. It's like a little app on your phone where the teachers can connect with you. And they can send pictures of the kids throughout the day and photos and stuff like that. And it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool they can send messages. And Eden's music teacher sent Jessica a message on there. And Jessica hadn't read it. We were waiting to pick up uh, Eden. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And she what what and i'm like oh there, there's a, like a message from eden's uh, music teacher and she oh i didn't see like read it and so i read it it was just it was so sweet like saying like hey i, I know I, we haven't really met but i just wanted to reach out to you and let you know eden is such a great girl she's such a great girl she's so sweet she's thoughtful and she's considerate she's a great student like she speaks up in class she sings real loud with the songs which yep <laughs> like i'm like well i know that part's accurate <laughs> like that's that's definitely spot on um you know she she sings real long uh, she sings, sings real loud she's just she's a great student, great little kid. Um, just want to let you know you've got a great daughter, Jessica, I mean me too, but Jessica was like just exploding, yeah, it's just. Like she was just exploding. And she said, who, who sent that? And I told her, Dave, she goes, oh my gosh. She's like, she's my favorite now. She's my favorite. She's awesome. We should get something for her. I'm like, what are you talking, We don't even know her. Get something for her. What are you talking about? But she was just over the moon. She was so happy and instantly just, just loved Eden's music teacher. Was just, you know, overflowing because of this praise that she had received about her kid. You know where I'm going with this. <laughs> That's how God is. That's how God is, and it can be very tempting. It can be very tempting to just try to keep the relationship here. I fight that. That's not what God wants. He loves your praise. He loves your worship. He loves whenever you're a cheerful giver. He loves when he sees you in church because he knows that being in community changes you and it changes your heart. He, He loves that. He loves whenever you sing worship. But true gratitude for his goodness, true gratitude for how faithful he has been to you true gratitude for that it's not here it's here it's loving his kids it's loving them with a self-sacrificing love it is loving them and unselfishly seeking the best for them just as jesus has loved you so yeah it's going to get messy <laughs> yeah It's going to be hard. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. And it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. I can promise you that because Jesus says as much. It's worth it every single time. If we want to have true gratitude to God, true thankfulness for who he's been, we need to love each other. Now, here's the thing, because I know you might be thinking this in your head. It's like, man, that's easy to say. Pastor Jacob, it's easy to say, I need to be loving other people, but like, isn't there a point where I need to tap out? <laughs> because that is exhausting, loving other people. It is draining. You start investing into other people, you start loving into other people, and they let you down, right? They don't, they don't live up to, to, to what you were hoping they would do. They, they break your heart in certain ways, and you're like, man, that's, that's, that's hard. That's exhausting. Isn't there a point where I'm going to like run dry. <laughs> Isn't there a point where it's like, okay, yeah, love other people around you, but only a little bit. Love everybody around you, but but boundaries, Pastor Jacob, boundaries. Like be, be careful with that. Be careful with that. If that is you, I want you to know, don't feel bad. I feel the same way sometimes. <laughs> I feel the same way of like, well, man, what, what's really the limit on this? Because I don't want to run dry. Because I don't want to run dry. I don't want to get to a point where I feel like, phew, man, God's. I know it's not supposed to be here, it's supposed to be here, but this is exhausting, this is tiring, this is draining, what, what do I do? If that is you, I want to offer you some encouragement. Next week, we're going to really hammer this point. We're really going to hammer this, but I want you to hear this. This is, this is actually where we got the title of this series, this quote we're about to look at. This is where we got the title of this series, Thank It to the Bank. Here's a quote from a man named Fred DeWitt Van Amberg. He's a, uh, a poet and an author from the early 20th century, and I love this. This is what he says Gratitude is a currency that we can mint for ourselves and spend without fear of bankruptcy. I'm going to read that again because it is so stinking good. This isn't, this isn't for you. I'm reading this for me again because it's so good. Gratitude is a currency that we can mint for ourselves and we can spend without fear of bankruptcy. This is something we we can just, we can make. We don't gotta worry about it, right? We don't gotta worry about what we have to go through to earn it, no, we just have it. We can mint gratitude for ourselves and we can spend it as lavishly and luxuriously and we can make it rain, (laughs) like we we can just spend gratitude all over the place and never worry about going bankrupt, never. So if you are someone who's going, oh, I know Pastor Jacob, not here, but here, but that's exhausting and that's draining, won't I run out? No, no. And I'm not saying because Fred DeWitt, DeWitt Van Amberg says it, but because God says it. Because Jesus lived this out in his life. Yes, 100% God, but 100% man. And that 100% man gave everything he had and he never ran dry. He gave everything all the way to the cross. So will you be exhausted at times? Yeah, because loving people is exhausting. (laughs) Will it be hard sometimes? Yeah, because loving people is hard, but it's always worth it. And you do not have to worry about going bankrupt or running dry because you won't. You won't. God will be there. God will sustain you. When you put on a posture of gratitude in your life, things will change. Things will change. And as you love people around you, because Jesus is faithful and you are grateful and you start loving the people around you, you will find you won't grow tired of it. (laughs) Yeah, there'll be moments where it's exhausting, but you'll find you always have the strength to carry on because God himself will sustain you. He'll sustain you. The only question is, will you do it? Will you do it? Will you thank it to the bank? (laughs) Will you thank it to the bank? Will you trust God on his promise that, you know what? If I start loving people like Jesus loved them, I don't have to worry about myself. If I start loving people as Jesus loved them, I don't need to worry about, well, what about me? And what about, am I gonna run dry? And am I gonna go bankrupt? No, I don't need to worry about that. I just follow his command to love others and unselfishly seek the best for them as Jesus loved me and he takes care of the rest. That's it. It's really that simple. Will you trust that? Will you trust it to God? I pray that you will. And I wanna pray for you right now. Let's bow our heads and let's pray together. Father God, help us to believe you. Just help us to believe you. So much of this stuff that we go through, God, this is not a knowledge issue. In fact, I would go so far to say as most of the things I talked about today will not come new to anybody. We know this stuff. We just need to do it. We need to believe you. We need to actually trust that you are good on your word, that whenever you say we will run and not grow weary, that you mean it, that we won't. That if we who are so grateful for what you've done for us, that because of that, we start loving those around us, we don't have to worry that, that we'll run out. We don't have to worry that we will, we will start to grow weary and we'll be bankrupt. No, God, you will sustain us. Yes, there will be broken hearts along the way. Yes, there will be hard times because people are hard. We're hard. (laughs) We're hard. We cause broken hearts for people. We cause hard times for people because that's what it is, God. People can be hard, but they're worth it. They are so worth it. You died for them. They're so worth it. you died for them. So God, help us in the midst of our gratitude, in the midst of our thankfulness for who you are, that we would start to see the people around us like you see them, people who are worth every nail, who are worth every whip, who are worth dying for so that we can love them well. And in doing so, we can show our gratitude to you for who you are and what you have lifted us out of the goodness that you have shown us. God, give us the strength. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit. We need it. We can't do it on our own, but through you, all things are possible. We love you, Father, and we pray this in your name. Amen. 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 Well, I'm making that commitment today. I hope that you join me. I hope you join me to every single day. Start your day off. Put this bad boy on, right? Put the, you can get one of these. Just label it, post, uh, label it gratitude, right? Just say, hey, I'm putting on gratitude today. Putting on uh, this mindset of following Jesus, being so grateful for who he is because he is so faithful. And I'm just going to love the people around me. I'm going to pay that love forward and love the people around me and trust that I will not grow weary and I will not go bankrupt. So pray for me as I pray for you. Uh, if you've made any commitment today to start on that path, to start on that path of gratitude, please let us know about it. We want to help you. And maybe you can help us, right? Like I said, we're all in this together, man. We all need to do better at this. So please connect with us. The host is gonna be posting the link to Journey starting point where you can connect with us here at Cornerstone. We can help you know what your next steps look like as you follow Jesus and help you get connected to a church family here at Cornerstone. So please do that and be back here next week as we conclude. I know it's just a short little two-part series, but we're gonna be concluding this series next week. Again, we're gonna be looking at that a little bit more, that whole idea of, well, what happens? I mean, am, am I gonna go bankrupt? Am I gonna, uh, am I gonna, you know, lose out? Am I gonna be too tired, too exhausted from this kind of, it, it's actually incredible. The more that you give, the more that you get. And we're gonna be talking about that next week. So please be here for part two and don't come alone. Bring family, bring friends, bring anybody else uh, that needs to connect to the Father, a family and get a fulfilling future. Thank you again for being here today. Wherever you're at, you can now stand and receive the blessing of the Lord. May Jesus Christ, our God and our King forever be with you this day and every day. Amen. Well, that's all for this week. Thanks again for joining us. If you'd like to contact us or find out more about our ministry, head over to our website at cornerstonechurch.info. Have a great week.